welcome back to another episode of Everyday Impact. Um, I hope, uh, really hope that this show has been impactful for you and that it's been making a difference in your life. I know for me, when I started this show, I, I came to the realization that if no one else listened to this show but me, uh, it would be so worth it. Just the opportunity that it's given me to learn from some really incredible people has just been really cool. So very excited to get these shows out uh, for you to be able to hear these people's, uh, the, the messages that these people are sharing. For this episode, I am really excited to have Emily Moralt. Emily is a marketing machine. Uh, she executes marketing initiatives for an awesome company uh, called Nectar. And uh, Nectar, is, like I said, is doing incredible things, creating a software platform that helps companies elevate and sustain a values-driven, relationship-focused company culture. And I want to emphasize relationships right there because that is what Emily is passionate about. She believes firmly that she's in the business of relationships, that everyone deserves love, connection, and community. And she thrives on bringing that to the people that she works with and for. Uh, I first connected with Emily through seeing her content on LinkedIn and where she, uh, she posts daily about how to build a company culture that is centered on people that's actually driven by core values. Um, it was a really awesome interview and, and she had so many important things to share. So let's go ahead and jump into the interview with Emily Moralt. Whenever people ask me now about like, if you have one piece of advice to give, or if there's one thing you could ask people to do, like before they die, my thing now is share your story. Hmm. Like I look at people who are alive when I was younger, great grandparents, grandparents I've already lost. And yeah. I know bits and pieces of their story. I have different mementos from different stages of life that are really precious and special. Yeah. yeah. But like my grandpa was over fighting in wars and came over from Ireland and has like this rich history where I don't necessarily want to go on ancestry.com and study it. Yeah. I want to hear it from him. Like I want people cool. to tell their story while they are here. Yes. And I just wish that that was a thing. And I know that you focus so much on values in your work and your yeah. practice. And that has rung true for my personal and professional life. And I think that's been the game changer. Well, talk to me. What? Yeah. Tell me about, let's talk, let's talk about your values with this storytelling. Why is storytelling, why is this so impactful for you? Tell me more about that. Yeah. It's just so impactful because you don't know somebody like as well as you think, you know, someone, <laughs> totally. it could be your wife. It could be your kid. It could yeah. be your parent. You yes. don't know them because you know the version of them that you created, but hmm. the version of them that they're living is just rich stories that need to be told and yes. that are ready to come out. And I think a lot of people don't share their story because they think it's boring or it's not extravagant. Yeah. And it's like, it's the little stories that create a legacy, which is anything but boring. Yes. <laughs> It's completely extravagant. And so sure, your day-to-day -day might not seem exhilarating. Maybe you didn't go zip lining today, but like the way that you cared for the people around you and the way that you cared for yourself could get somebody through their hardest day. Whoa. What so <laughs> um that last the last part <laughs> right there. Uh, can you tell me how like, yeah. My mind goes to 
that must have happened for you in some case, right? Like stories sure. that helped change your life and helped you through your hardest days. Do you mind if we go there? Is that okay? Would you mind sharing how yeah. that's been? That I just think, and it's not necessarily like one specific scenario that comes to mind, but it's more so the principle of it. Like yeah. I have done my best learning and been my best self when I've looked at the actions of others and listened to the stories of others and said either, I want to do that or I don't want to do that. So I've watched people, you know, go through college and get wasted and ruin their lives and do certain things. And I've looked and gone, I'm making an active decision for myself that I don't want to drink alcohol. Like there are just Mm -hmm. certain lines in the sand I've made based on other people's decisions. But then also on the flip side, there have been people that came in and told a story at a time where I needed to hear it. And my big thing is like being the person that you needed when you were younger. I feel like as a young girl growing up, all I wanted was like this older girl who's not quite mom to like look up to and be like, she's so cool. Like I want to be here. And now we have a platform to do that. We have 75 plus platforms to do that. Yes. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe even more than 75. Yeah. 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 Probably more. Yeah. So yeah, it's just been those moments where I'm like, nothing left, breaking point. And somebody comes in and shares something profound or they just listen. They just listen. Whoa. I I think you're keen on keen in on a couple, a few really important parts, just as far as like as far as like being a human, right? Like we're wired for connection. Yeah. Right. Like we're wired to be able to feel like we are emotionally connecting with someone. And I feel like, like with what you said earlier, where you're like, we don't know someone's story, right? Yeah. And where my, where my mind went is, I think where I've gotten um, the most stuck in my most important relationships, right? Like, mm-hmm. Is when I assume that I know the story about someone, right? Or I assume that they know the story about me. And so then I hold them to expectations yeah. that aren't helpful because I think they should know my story. I think they should know me, right? Or I think like with my kids, right? Like I've got two little boys and they're young, but they have a story, right? Yeah. And I can get in a lot of trouble if I don't, um, if I don't slow down and actually like get to know them and help them get to know me. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that's making sense, but those are the things that just kind of resonate with me as you're, as you're sharing. Yeah. And I feel like as they grow up, they start to listen to the stories other people are telling about them. Like what did their coach say about them on the field and what does their report card say about them? And they're forming identity based on these outside factors. But then when they get to the age where you go, you have a voice, like you get to tell your story. You get to say how it felt. You get to say what you love. Yeah. That's where it flips. And that's the time in your life where you need those people to one, listen and to empower you to know, like, it's your story to share. And I want to hear it, even as somebody who is super close to you. Yeah. Well, and even, uh, tell me if this seems to resonate for you, but uh, where, where, my mind, where my mind goes with that is even, it's, even like the act of sharing your story helps you to create the story of your life that feels the most meaningful, right? Like we have to, we have to consciously be doing it in order to build it as we go, as we, we have to be building the bridge as we go. And one way we do it is by sharing our story. Yeah. 
And it, it seems so broad, but it's like, it comes down to what you value. And I know, okay, hot take. I don't think you need to value the same things your entire life. Yeah. Like some people say that's the one thing that's unwavering and should never change. But I don't think that's true because I think the way I used to value things growing up was based on a lot of external factors. Yes. And the more work I've put into myself and understanding who I am, my values are completely different now. Yes. I, it's a funny story. Uh, so when I first began my therapy practice, I was under the impression, I thought values didn't change. I was in that camp. Of, yeah. And I was, with a, I was with like a teenage client and we were talking about values. And he's like, well, don't values change? And I'm like, no. He's <laughs> like, but like your experiences change. He's like 14. He's like, yeah. but like your experiences change and like values form your experience. And I'm like, oh crap, he's right. <laughs> like, you're right. Like our values do change, right? Like, yeah. and we grow and, and our, we're, we have, I think that's why, like, that's what emphasizes, like we each have a story, right? And our favorite characters and stories, their values change based off of experiences, right? And yeah. we can honor that process, I think, through, through sharing our story and through telling, telling, telling people our, our story, like you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So talk to me, Emily, I really am uh, super interested. This is not what I thought you were going to say. Like, this is a very, this is cool. Um, and I'd love for you to share more. Tell me more about like, specifics. If someone is listening to this and being like, so, okay, so what is, what is, what does Emily and Michael mean about sharing your story? Like, how do I do that? Especially if I don't feel like I have a story to tell, would you mind just talking more specifics about, about that process, what it's looked like in your life and just kind of sharing a little bit about that? Yeah. So it's interesting you asked this question because I was asking this question two years ago or three years ago, I guess now when I was meeting my now husband and he has been the biggest proponent of like, share your story, record everything, like get it down, even if you never do anything with it. And at first I was like, we just went on a date and you're recording yourself saying, I think you like this girl. Like, is this weird? Like, is awesome. not a red flag. like what's going on? And that's so cool. The more that I've been around him and learned from the way he's like, a used to own a videography company. So very much like storytelling and putting cool. things together, but he has like ingrained in me this idea and this concept of documenting everything. And that doesn't have to be how you tell your story. Like you can just share things with people closest to you and be vulnerable. And there are a lot of ways, but for me, it truly has been documentation that I can go look back on and piece together the parts of the story that make the most sense to me and feel the most Emily. Whoa. Tell me more about that. That last part piecing that piecing together part that you just said sounds super important. Tell me more about that. What do you mean? Yeah. Like I've got pictures and videos for days. We've got so many changes that have happened over this COVID experience and everything. But as I look back at it, there are stories woven in each day and month and year. And now I get to look back and piece together and go, this was the season of my life where I wasn't being true to myself. And here's how that hurt me. This was the season of life where I was falling in love. And here's like what that whirlwind of emotions felt like. Yeah. And I got to like look back and go, I've got a story to tell here. 
And I think if everyone did that or something like that, I mean, I'm all for like document it, video, take pictures, even if you feel like you don't want to, you don't have to be the one in front of the camera. You can just document everything around you, but you get to look back and go, I remember how I felt that day and how you feel matters. Whoa. So you keep like ending with like cool things that little like one-liners. Tell me like how you you look. How'd you phrase it? You look back on how you felt that day and how you feel matters. Yeah. And in what way has it mattered in your life as you've built a life moving forward? Right? Because what you're talking about is looking back in order to look forward. Right? Yeah. What I'm hearing you say. And so talking about that that piece of how you feel matters and how that's helped you build a life looking forward. Yeah. That that makes sense. That kind of went all jumbled there. Hopefully, No, that makes sense. Yeah. I think we can go, I'll just focus specifically on like a time where it's rough for you and you're looking back on it. I'm big on the phrase, like let your misery become your ministry. And Mm -hmm. so when I look back and I am, I like had taken a picture of me crying or something really like, come on, Emily, like, what are you doing? But I look back and remember that flood of emotions I felt for whatever reason that that was hard. I can take that and translate it to the new phase of life I'm in. Talk about what bridged the gaps from then to now, what I learned, how I'm going to respond differently if I approach the same situation again that had me in that place. And that story in and of itself from there to here can change someone's life. Totally. Man, you're hitting on a really important thing where I, I feel like as I'm working with clients, I feel like right? We, we each, all of us have this expectation sometimes, maybe subconscious, but like sometimes it's conscious of, we have this belief that emotional pain is like bad, right? Yeah. Like we've got to just like avoid it. We've got to be happy all the time or else something's wrong with us. And I feel like you're hitting on this really important piece here of like pain doesn't want to be our enemy. Pain wants to be our teacher. It wants mm-hmm. to be our ally, right? Like and depends on the story you even tell yourself about pain, right? Like you yeah. can either say, I don't want to feel this. I've got to avoid it. I've got to move on, pretend everything's fine. Or you can document it. You can honor it. You can look back on it. You can let it teach you. You can let it show you what's most important in your life, right? Yeah. And in that way, you're not stewing in the past. You're just, you're learning. from. The, you're being empowered by the past, right? For to sure. build a build a more powerful future, which I think can like you said, can transform lives, can transform generations. Yeah. And I think that you made a really cool point about it's how you look at the pain. And a lot of people, and especially men, I feel like are forced to look at pain and go, this is bad. This is not to be expressed. And this is to be kept secret and hidden and locked away. Yeah. And the most successful men I know are the ones who confront their pain lean into their communities, whatever that looks like while they're going through the pain. Yeah. And then when they're on the other side of it, or when they've healed certain parts of that pain, they do talk about it. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking with individuals, uh, with men, with relationships, right? Like, like one of the most empowering things in my own marriage is this idea of we can either we can either try and pretend that we can just move on when the, after the disconnection or we can learn from the pain and repair and build something better. Right. And so it's just, there's a lot of power 
and letting pain be a teacher in your story rather than trying to avoid it. Right. How do you go about that though, in your marriage? Just like, I feel like some issues you're like, I just want to brush past this. Like I want to sleep it under the rug. Like how do you sit with the pain together? Um, super good question. And let me disclaim more on this. My wife and I are working on this, right? Like we're not, yeah. we're not perfect about this. And we, we just want to be super, super genuine about that. But I think, um, a lot of it is learning how to slow down and recognize what am I telling myself about this pain? What I, if you really slow down, what we tell ourselves about the pain is we have to not feel it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we have this, we, this pain, like, I can't handle this pain, but if we can actually be gentle with ourselves and kind with ourselves and say, you know what, this pain's okay. It's not bigger than me. I can hold it. I can honor it and reflect back on what we value, right? Like this pain is trying to tell me to sweep it under the rug, but my values are telling me I love my relationship. I value connection. I value being honest and genuine, right? And so I'm willing to carry that pain with me, hold it lightly while I have a really hard conversation with my spouse. Right. Wow. Hold it lightly. Like you just dropped one at the end of yours there, (laughs) because I feel like pain and, you know, heartbreak or anything that does feel heavy. We feel like we have to feel the weight of it every time, but it lightly was so interesting because you can say I've got pain. And it doesn't define me like yes. I'm gonna carry it, but I'm not going to like suffer under a rock that I'm putting on myself. Yes. Well, and even going back to what you're talking about with like telling your story and sharing your story and craft your story, right? Like mm-hmm. they, one of the way, one of the most important steps in healing from, from trauma, right. Is going through this journey of meaning making, right. Mm-hmm. Of where you come, where, what happens what, people get caught because they try and jump to meaning making too fast. Right. And it just ends up feeling invalidating at the pain. Right. But when you go through this process of honoring your pain, learning from it, you can craft, you can find meaning in it. Right. And you can, it's exactly what you're talking about. Right. It's looking back and saying, what, what meaning am I, do I want to pull from this? Right. And I can, and I have the freedom to craft whatever story I want about this meaning. And, and it's really cool when you decide to empower yourself and turn around and try to empower other people through the pain that we've experienced. Right. And I think that can be an important part of, of sharing your story. If I'm, if I'm understanding what you're saying, right. Like, which, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Spot on. Yeah. Emily, that is, that is so cool. Um, as we're coming to the kind of wrapping up our wrapping up the episode, would you mind sharing with people, what are you doing now to share your story? Um, and if people wanted to learn more about you, where could they go to, to find you? Yeah. You know, I've been sharing my story and leaning into LinkedIn a ton lately. I found that I love social media always have, but I found that I can craft stories, both personal and professional that resonate. So I'm huge on there. That's probably the best way to find me right now. But honestly, as I keep documenting and keep writing and sharing and connecting with people, I'll probably expand that to other places. Yeah. But we're just, we're just brainstorming. We're just talking out of curiosity. Where, where have you, where's your mind gone as far as expanding and what, what would you like to do? Oh, you know, there's a lot, I don't know what my like next step or even dream ideal state would be, but right now it's a lot of doing the documentation work and then 
when I do piece those stories, it's going to be whatever feels right. There's not like my dream is this way of broadcasting it. But as long as the people around me hear my story, resonate with my story and understand the legacy I want to leave based on my story, I think that I'll be happy with it. That's cool. That's cool. And let me just say uh, for listeners, the a reason the reason why I reached out to you was because um, I'm I'm pretty active on LinkedIn as well. Um, just recently, new, social media is very new for me. So, so since I graduated this earliest year, I've been trying to be more active on LinkedIn yeah. and social media. But um, it's interesting hearing you talk about your lesson right of sharing your story because um, your LinkedIn posts I feel like are very um, person oriented, like. Mm-hmm. It just seems like that's something you value is relationships and connection. And I looking at retroactively now looking back at your posts, it's very much seated in this idea of everyone does have a story and we need to honor that. And, and um, there's a lot of connection that can come from it. So for anyone listening, absolutely would recommend just jump following, following Emily, just your, your content is just super genuine, super authentic. So just wanted to thank you for putting really a lot of good out there. Well, thank you. And thanks for having me on. This is awesome. Love what you're doing. Really excited to hear more, especially as you talk about values based in your practice and how that might be different professionally, but can carry through. So totally cool. Thanks a lot, Emily. Appreciate it. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Everyday Impact. If uh, this show is making a difference in your life, it would mean the world if you'd be willing to to subscribe and leave leave a rating and review. Those are two uh, really small things, especially with this show being so uh, being brand new. Those are two small things that make a big difference in, in getting this show in front of more people. So any help that way would be so, so appreciated. And as well, feel free to follow me on LinkedIn and on Instagram at michaelanderson.mft, where I post content on both those platforms uh, just on how to find and, and live our values and, and build a life of meaning. Thank you so, so much.